Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I just point to the logo on my chest and tell him, Slendy, Ego, Slendy, Ego, Slendy, Ego, Slendy, Ayy. Hit it up hard, hit him with strike, from the national anthem to the bottom of the night. I'm in Slendy, Ego, Slendy, Ego, Slendy, Ego, Slendy, Ayy. You already know what's up. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 357 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Got a special guest with me, Nick Soto, Manny Machado's trainer. It is a great day. We've been trying to pull this off for a while, uh, and I'm so glad to see Nick come on the show. Thank you so much, man. Thanks for having me, man. Sorry it took so long to get this going. No, no problem. This guy is a busy, busy guy. Uh, we'll first start off with Manny, the extension, 11 years, $350 million, his second big contract with the Padres. I just want to know, like, your thoughts on the move, how excited you were for him when this news happened. And at some point, like, during the offseason, did you get, like, a, a hint that he always wanted to remain with the Padres, like he's saying? Yeah, actually, um, I can remember even being uh, being in San Diego visiting him last year and him saying that he really, really hoped there was a way that they could figure it out because he wanted to stay there. He's he, he's over the moon that they got it done. And uh, but, yeah, even like I said, even during this, the season last year, he just he he wanted to stay. I, I know that was a factor. You know, he's got his home there now. Um, he's so happy there. And uh, he said it would have sucked to have to leave it. So. So, yeah. So I know he's super happy about it. Yeah, I'm sure you're happy. You're gonna get a little bit of a raise with the new contract, or what? Oh, I don't know about all that. I no, <laughs> I don't, Man, I don't work big... that end of it. Um, okay, I'm happy for him. Uh, he deserves it, and uh, San Diego deserves to have him there. So that's that's what I'm worried about. Yeah, was he surprised that he didn't win the MVP last year? I know that matters to him. Like he loves that. He loves that competitiveness, right? Winning. Yeah, he, like, he wants to win the team, but. We, we know. I think you can say that he should have won MVP last year with all oh, that he went through. Yeah, yeah. I, I I I keep saying it. You know, it's been it's been months already, and I keep and I keep. I'm sure people are tired of hearing me say it, but yeah, he definitely deserved the MVP last year. I think we all know it. Um, you know, the way, even the way he came back from that from that that injury that could have could have been crippling for anybody else. You know, and continue to have just a massive season. How far he carried the team. Uh, a lot of times single-handedly, um, you know, just, I mean, there's no way that he didn't deserve it, but, uh, but it just made him more competitive to, to try to get it this year, you know? And, yeah. 
I'm sure he really wanted it. Um, you know, he won't tell you that. I'm sure he won't tell you that directly, but I'm sure he did want it. And uh, we all know he deserved it. So I think he's going to come come with a fury this year and try to get it. Yeah, when we go back to last year and the injury in Colorado, can you take me through, like, if you had any communication with him through that process, those nine games that he missed, like, can you kind of detail what was going on? Did you have recommendations for him? I know the Padres have a training staff as well, yeah, and he's working. Yeah, they have a great staff. Uh, but yeah, have a great did staff. you have any communication there? Yeah, yeah, we did uh, immediately. Uh, first, as, as soon as it happened, I was I was on the phone with his wife trying to figure out what was going on, uh, trying to hope that she stayed calm and that she could give me some information because it looked pretty devastating, to be honest with you. Uh, we were all kind of freaking out over here. Uh, in Miami, but I got on the phone with him, I believe that night. And he said, I think it's going to be okay. I don't think it's that serious, but they just still didn't know how bad it was. And then a couple of days later, he sends me a video of him jogging, you know, yeah. and then, uh, and then a couple of days later, it sends me a video of him jogging a little faster. And then, and then finally I got a video of him sprinting about a weekend, you know, and then, and then he sends me a video of him actually taking, taking some, some, some at bats and stuff uh, again, about a weekend. And I was just, I was blown away. Cause I honestly, like when it happened, I thought he definitely broke something along the yeah. um, along the chain, right? Whether it had been an ankle or even a knee, I thought it could have could have possibly been a tibia break, um, uh, definitely at least a fibula break, something like that. And it was none of that. I, I was so surprised. Uh, he actually hit me up a few days later. He said uh, we told me he thought he was going to be good, and he's like, "Thank God we do all that BS uh, ankle work that we do that he he hates so much." But uh, I guess he finally saw the mirror and it and it worked yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so that process, those like nine games, because he was telling on Ben and Woods in San Diego last last week, other week, and uh, when they were in Peoria, like that's like a six to eight thing. And he was playing like on one leg uh, because yeah. of how much he wanted to be out there and he knew he had to help his team. Like, if you were in that situation as like one of the trainers or something and there wasn't like season on the line. How long do you think he would have missed if it wasn't like him having to go out there and play, you know? Um, just him being him, I doubt they would have been able to keep him out of the lineup either way, uh-huh. to be honest with you. Um, I know he, you know, especially, you know, when you're playing that well and you're that hot, like you don't want to sit down, you know? Yeah. Uh, and you're going to find a way to play. And I mean, he dealt with pain. Don't, don't get me wrong. It was, it was, from what I understand, it was real painful throughout the entire process. But it wasn't, you know, it wasn't something that uh, that he felt was gonna, you know, cause more more problems down the line. So he's like, okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna gut it out, and he did. You know, he gut it out great. You know, I don't think there would have been anybody that would have been able to hold him back. But yeah, I mean, typically, I mean, that's at least a four to six week injury, and if not more, you know. Um, but uh, goes to show, you know, how hard he works in the offseason to get himself right, and then it also goes to show, you know, just you know, he's he's a bit of a freak in certain things, you know. And that's leadership. Like when you're yeah. looking at, you know, younger players coming up, I know they have a lot of veterans now, but younger players, guys in the minor leagues, whoever, like you want to be the face of a franchise or you want to be really successful like this, go look at Manny. Go look at what this guy is doing. Look at what he's doing with Nick Soto in the offseason. Like there that, sort, that sort of stuff, right? Like that's yeah. leader. That's leadership. And I'm sure that that fired up the guys in the clubhouse, right? Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, and it, it, yeah, he's definitely become become a true leader over the last few years. You know, his maturity has obviously shown on and off the field, and uh, and uh, that's part of you know part of it is you know sucking it up and and going out there and doing what you can for your team. Yeah, definitely. So Manny obviously 
had a pretty long postseason. He obviously wishes that it was longer. Um, but what was different between last offseason's training and this offseason's training? Like, was it, you know, more of a delay to start really going because of the longer postseason? Or it's the same time frame of, time frame of recovery. It's just pushed back, you know? Yeah, so yeah, we have to push it back a little bit. Uh, obviously, we, we usually start a little earlier um, um, just because of, of the timing of it. Uh, but once 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 he got in town, we pretty much started going right away. Um, we were careful about how much exposure we gave him early to the you know the, all the crazy power stuff that, that that's been out there that we do and stuff like that. So we kind of we, we brought it along at a very steady pace, uh, just to make sure that you know he was his body was ready to go by the time we did start hitting it hard. So we did about three to four weeks of prep phase, uh, which is not a, unlike any other uh, any other uh, time period, except that now we had it condensed, right? Um, and, uh, and then I obviously had to, I had to be cognizant of the ankle and make sure that I didn't do anything that aggravated it any more than it already was and stuff like that. So we had to get that right. Um, so yeah, so basically we just kind of like tempoed it out a little bit better than other seasons. But, uh, but other than that, once we got after, I mean, we really got after it. He's, he's, he's moving some massive weight again. Um, he's, he's feeling good. So what was, so what was the goal of this off season's training? Is it the same pretty much every year like just get better get stronger or because i know like last off season you said something about being i think a little more leaner i think that's something you were saying so yeah well, last off season yeah so uh that was the original goal um so a couple years ago we wanted to bulk him up and we um and uh, that might have gotten misconstrued by somebody that that hurt right. you last right. time but yeah we purposely bulked him up we, you know we, we put it we put some mass on him and uh, we also got faster though when we did it. Yeah. And then last season it was, it was okay. Let's let's lean you up a little bit. Maybe we put too much bulk on you. But he's kind of in that age where now, um, if if we push too much on the weights, the bulk is going to come. The mass is going to come, which is great in a way. Uh, so last year we ended up not actually. We tried to lean out. We ended up about the same weight. But he was, you know, I think. Uh, 600 of a second faster in his 10 meter fly and that's like a distance of 10 meters at your maximum speed he was damn near a tenth of a second faster in his 30 uh yard sprint so 30 yard acceleration so we added the bulk and he got the speed and power out of it so we were we we're great with it right so um this year again you know our goal was you know keep him healthy keep him keep him at, keep him at a lighter weight that's going to make him real comfortable uh, to you know, to last 160 plus games and stuff like that, and uh, I think we did a pretty good job of that. Long term, like obviously he has a track record of playing every day, pretty much wants to play every day, does not want to miss games. Like even if he doesn't have to play third base a game, well he's not missing the game. He's going to DH. Like he's going to be right. in the lineup, and we can count on that. That's why I love him. I love Jake Cronenworth, guys that don't miss games. Um, when you look at like the long term programmed for him is it going to be more of the same as he ages with this new contract or are you going to be changing that you know maybe like mid 30s let's say yeah uh well it's already evolved in you know in seven seven plus years it's already evolved quite a bit from where we were originally to where we are now and it, it'll continue to evolve obviously as, as as he matures his body matures um and also as my training kind of philosophies kind of shift you know a little bit here and there so uh, luckily, him and I do a lot of a lot of communicating, 
in the in, in season, obviously, as, we, as we're training him in the in season, and then obviously, as we're getting ready for the off season training, we do a lot of communicating based on what we liked in the, in the previous off season, what we didn't like, uh, what worked, what we felt might have could have been better. And so every year is is is, is kind of like a recollab and and getting together, figuring out exactly what's going to be the of most benefit that off season, right? So it's it's always there's always progress, there's always adaptation and changes. So yeah, obviously that'll continue as 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 his body ages. As far as we, as you know, uh, I'm sure intensity will still be pretty pretty high. Uh, we might reduce volume here and there as needed for recovery, right? Um, but he does a good job of that. You know, he's on top of his recovery as well make sure he gets the right amount of sleep. You know, he's not one of these guys that's ever been out there doing, you know, doing stuff that is going to get him tired. Um, his, you know, his nutrition is usually pretty on point. Um, you know, he does all the other recovery stuff that he needs to do, the, the stretching, the massage and all that. So, so as long as he stays on that, um, I think we'll be able to push um, the performance side of things, the strength side of things for, for quite a few years to come. And when you hit on the sleep part, like, so, I think growing up, people are told like seven, eight hours. But for professional athletes like Manny, is it more like try to get as literally as much sleep as you can when you get home at, you know, midnight, like 10, 10 hours? Or is it um, is it OK, you know, seven, eight hours? Yeah, I think seven, eight hours is good. As long as, you know, you're doing all the other recovery things, as long as your nutrition's yeah. on point, you know, and you're getting that good quality sleep. Quality sleep is really the, the biggest part, even more than the total hours of sleep, I'd say. Um, I'm not, um, that's not my, my, my kind of like forte or anything like that when it comes to, to recovery. But, uh, but I do know that, you know, quality eight hours is pretty optimal. Yeah. I wanted to talk about Manny's wife here just for a second. Yeah. Just go kind of behind the scenes, like what she's like as a human being, as a supporter for Manny and how big that is for him in the season. Yeah, absolutely. No, she's, I mean, she's, she's awesome. I mean, anybody that knows her, uh, kind of, kind of will tell you the same thing. Um, just great person, a very giving kind person, you know, uh, it's always worried about, you know, things that things that have nothing to do with her or Manny at all, even with, with, with my personal life, as far as, uh, you're working too hard, you're working too many hours or, or you need to, you need to take a little break here and there, you know, she's always kind of like cognizant of that stuff, but you know, like I've never had a player's wife worry about that with, with what their, their strength coach is doing, right? Um, you know, she's out there in the community. She cares about uh, about Manny's uh, name, about Manny's legacy. Um, obviously, it's always, you know, she's she's the backbone, right? And, and Manny will tell you that, right? She's the backbone of the, of the family. She's the backbone of his career and uh, and and just, the, you know, the, the foundation that keeps it all together. World Baseball Classic is coming up. Yep. Manny, I'm, I know he's super excited for that with Team DR. So... Are you going to be going to some of those games in Miami? Um, I, about a year ago, I uh, didn't realize it'd be down here in Miami. I, uh, I'm, I'm going to be gone for most of it. I'm going to be out of okay. town, unfortunately, for most of it. I, I committed to something else. Uh, but yeah, uh, hopefully they make they make a big stretch, and I'll be able to come in and uh, and catch them on on their on the uh, on the back end towards the semifinals and finals. Are you Team DR because Manny, or are you? Oh, 100 USA. Okay, 100. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DR people are awesome to begin with. They're they're just great people, so it's hard not to root for them. And then obviously Manny's there, so yeah, I'm definitely going to go to DR all the way. Yeah, are you still working with Nick Martinez at all, or did you? Ever... So Nick Martinez actually works in my facility, but he works with another one of the coaches. Okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, I see him. I see him. I see him regularly. And Nick's another another great dude, and just a you know consummate professional. And what he's done to get himself to that level is is, is pretty crazy. So it seems like both guys have Manny and Nick have just 
huge, huge work ethics. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, huge yep. team players as well. Like both, Absolutely. they're very comparable. It seems like personality wise. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last question here. So Manny's diet. I think we talked about it a little bit last time, but could you go back over just for new listeners, viewers, on what is what he's doing to keep himself, you know, fueled for in season? Yeah. Well, well for in season, um, I'm not sure if he's uh, if he's taking on a chef this year. Uh, I'm not sure what what he's gonna how he's gonna handle that. To be honest with you, but it's 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 what most athletes should be doing. You know, a high protein diet. Um, you know keeping things clean as possible, you know, um, I'm sure he's going to have McDonald's here and there because he freaking loves McDonald's and that's fine. <laughs> you know, I love McDonald's too. So, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, but mostly it's just, it's just, uh, it's just eating, eating a good amount of macros and the right amount of calories on a daily basis. It just make sure your body just stays fueled, stays hydrated. He's, he's also really good about staying hydrated. Uh, probably a lot better than I am about it. And uh, and make sure the proteins are good, the, the are and high, you know, and then the uh, the carbs are clean, and then that the and then he has the right amount of fats to just keep his keep his energy up and keep his mental cognizance up as well. Yeah, definitely. All right, this has been super super fun. Nick Soto's the man. He is super busy. So Nick, I really appreciate your time. This has been episode three hundred fifty seven of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks, bud.